I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Match week 35 recap. We are recording this on the eve of May 11th. Patrick, we are right there at the goal line. I can smell it. An ugly fullback dive away across the line of scrimmage away from wrapping this season up, and everything is up for grabs. Every last thing, James. I'm, I'm going for... through my list. Everything. Everything's yeah. up for grabs. Quite, yep. tr- quite truly a baker's dozen. Uh, you have your Super Bowl tomorrow with the North London Derby, which we'll get into. Uh, sure. I, can, I conversely had my Super Bowl today, and it's crazy to think that I'm going to walk away with two titles this season compared to year zero. Um, as we agreed that top four does not count as a title. Okay. Okay, I'll go on. I'll elaborate. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I, for one, you know, FA Youth Cup today. Very sweet moment for all the, the young United lads. Uh, if Garnacha doesn't start the last game of the season, we riot. And then, lesser known, uh, the Eredivisie title. We did it. Oh, who's over there doing that work? Yeah, Ajax. Team Ajax. Patrick, right. Patrick, a little, right. tongue in, a little tongue-in-cheek, obvious. Wow. Obviously, United. Uh, early freak of the week material, Manchester United social media, uh, an extreme inability to read the room. And as far as problems at the club, this probably doesn't even crack the top 10. But uh, they had to delete a tweet this week. The oh, social no. account is way in over its head where they were, you know, scraping from the bottom of the barrel. And what they came up with was Eric Ten Hag's Ajax is one win away from the title. Get in. And it's like you realize this is like, like a, a rival team. In the European sphere, yeah, and yeah, no, well, not next year. Well, yeah, but you know, longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you never, hey, you never like, know when they might drop down the boy, trap door, third place. Yeah, you got to cut the team a break, though. It's not too many social media teams that have faced a situation where they just got like the next manager queued up, uh, you know, for that long while he's running with the. You know, it's just it's a weird situation. It's tough to sort sort. I understand they don't have a lot to talk about, but maybe they can focus on the little things like posting the lineups in formation order, not numerical order. Yeah, it's just United. We're the only ones. It's it's upsetting, James, because I like I like going live to the source. Hour before yeah. the game, yeah. straight to Twitter, you know. Uh, I guess yeah, they're 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 testing us intellectually, figuring out if we can piece the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the head the head honchos are like, well, tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Tom Brady number twelve. What's that? that? You got eighteen, second number. The hell? I don't know why the Glazers are from Texas, but in this world, it's silly yeah. season, Patrick. But sure. let's. Get into it, top to bottom. Let's ride it. Title race, Champions League, a little bit of Europa silliness, and then relegation. Well, let's kick it off with the title race, Patrick. This whole rivalry thing might have started to finally click into gear. I don't know how you feel, but uh, Klopp and Pep might have realized how embarrassing it is to just be hugging and complimenting each other in a title race that's meant to be going to the last day. Yeah, they they finally uh, they finally made a big breakthrough. In their relationship, which is, uh, you know, giving us, giving us reasons to get invested instead of just like watching the two of them marauding to the title, scoring goals, getting points. It was boring. Give me some spice. Give me some drama. I want Pep drop it. What do they do? Drop four or five on Newcastle and then say in his press conference. Yeah. Liverpool might win in Europe, but they're not winning this. No chance. (laughs) Love it. Give me more. Feed me. And if What's, you remember, you can get there with Pep. You just got to get under his skin enough. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he has a really famous uh, press conference against, uh, not against, but yeah. uh, in reference to Mourinho, where he, yeah. he pulled zero punches, went from his, uh, his, his, his favored passive-aggressive self to uh, extremely aggressive. Well, yeah, let's go to the tail of the tape here. And what's, in, what's incredibly enticing in this rivalry, Patrick, is the similarity in styles. We all know Pep is passive-aggressive. You would think Klopp is aggressive-aggressive, 
But I really think we're just dealing with two passive-aggressive coaches here. Gone are yeah. the days where Klopp would just be like, I think Pep's a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all just mere, like mired in like little niggly jibes and then finishing with, but I have the utmost respect in them. Which is yeah. always the best way to couch a. Uh, I mean, James, is it is it is it mind games at, at this level? Do those can can you can you play that type of game? Is this all? I mean, are they just all trying to find no. right now this narrowest of margin in the title race? I don't think it's mind games because I don't get think a little real estate. I think they're just two grumpy men. I think that's they all can't it is. Lose. They don't. I, they cannot lose. Yeah. They don't know how to deal with this. And, I mean, maybe they don't know how to deal with adversity uh, because they've set such a standard for success, Patrick. Maybe this is the best place to start Klopp lashing out after the Spurs game, calling out mm-hmm. his personal problem with Conti's Spurs team, uh, yeah. which to my you know, caveman brain understanding is just a compact team that sets up to counterattack and on the balance of play probably edge the better chances that day. Uh, but Klopp didn't like that. He didn't like when a team doesn't play directly into his hands. Uh, their gameplay works, but they're still fifth. <laughs> Look, you know, it's um, it's what they deal with all the time. They do. This is this is their their til- their teams are built to be- break down a low block. So, uh, you know, tough shit. You couldn't do it on the day. You've been mm-hmm. doing it all year. Uh, the difference is the the difference in the league right now. It's not really in the loss column. It's in the draw column. Uh, Liverpool just have a ton of a ton of these uh, these draws, which is the, the the difference. I think is that they're, you know, you see with 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 City, you know, they've they've kind of found ways to get points in those ugly games, and Liverpool by and large have as well. Uh, but man, there's something about what Spurs are doing against both of these sides, undefeated against the two the two title teams mm-hmm. on the year. So. What, what was what was he really saying? He was saying like they're effectively like they're too good to play Burnley ball. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's how you that's how you give yourself a chance. He was like, Liverpool. it's hard to score when they're. He described football. He was like, it's hard to score when their defenders are just heading away all the crosses. It's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of it was hard to pick out what exactly his point was. But my favorite part in all of this mini drama before we get into the the feast of the top two was uh, he uh, apologized, but essentially started by saying, well, Spurs is fifth. So I didn't get it wrong there. It's like, (laughs) like, he's like, yeah, it's the ultimate like spoiled kid who knows he's wrong, but can't quite apologize. I have said things. Would I say them again? No, I said Tottenham play how they are, but they are still only fifth. Yeah. Look, if I could go back and do it again, I would definitely do it differently. I definitely would not express my frustration in their style of play and the fact that they are several places in the table and many mm-hmm. points below me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd find another way to say that. <laughs> I'd find another way to say I'm upset we didn't win today. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, can, can it be? Uh, you know, it's just it's a it's a tough road. What, what, what are they they're going to have played every possible game you could have played as an English football or mm-hmm. Premier League, a Premier League team. Uh, can possibly do at the highest level, and you know, I suppose still with a uh, looking looking unlikely, just, but still with the quad in play, they're in know? with a shout. They're in yeah, with a shout, and you would back them to take it to the last day. Um, it's got to be exhausting, it, physically, it, mentally, and you're starting to get everyone's best game. No one wants to be a, a pushover. Yeah. Uh, even if you lose by four to City, you, you, I actually saw some decent performances, I thought, until the, the dam broke. But. Yeah. No, this is where all the interviews and post-matches and pre-matches just start to blend. And you're not yeah. entirely sure where you are. But um, as far as the jibes between the two of them, the, what really set it off was Pep after smashing Newcastle 5-0. Going with the... Uh, the and Patrick, this goes back to our advice to teams. Build the narrative. This, this was uh, everyone in the country supports Liverpool. The media and everyone, <laughs> Guardiola told BN Sports. Of course, because... And then it's like the compliment that goes as part of the passive-aggressive playbook. Sure. Of course, because Liverpool has an incredible history in European competition. Not in the Premier League, because they have won one in 30 years. But it's not a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, you know, what I'll, what I'll say. Uh, I, I kind of agree with Pep. I think everybody does like uh, Liverpool. But you don't get to be the villain... And get mad when other people like the other teams. 
You know, it's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You can't, and, and they're pretending they're okay being heel. Like yeah. you need to get Draymond Green in there just to coach him up. Well, I think it's I think um, yeah, in, in Holland for you. Uh, we don't I don't know if we need to talk too much on that, but he mm. looks like a villain. He looks like the bad guy in Brink, and I'm ready for him to be somebody that we all, you know, kind of root against. Right. You know. Right. I like I like that. And so City I, just need to lean into if you're if you're going to be this good and you're going to continue to do it how you've been doing it and piss people off in a number of different ways, be assholes. I totally agree, Patrick. Somebody, somebody, lean in, take this mantle by the scruff of its neck. Because yeah. honestly, I think I think English football is so tribal and regionally influenced that there is no one. We all hate this team. I'm trying to think of a good American comparison. Uh, New England. Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Yankees, Patriots, us against the world. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that exists in England. So, like, they keep pinning the blame on each other. Like, Klopp came back and said, I have no idea if this country is supporting us. It's not the feeling I get when I go to other places. It's actually the opposite. And it's like, they want that bulletin board material. They keep trying to swipe it from each other. Um, And it's just led to a little bit of handbags. This is just, I think, speaks into the Klopp thing with with Conti. He's just like, hey, look, I mean, I don't feel supported when I go to Ellen Road. It's like, no shit, dude. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Like, no one does. You know, it's it's not it's not that. I think it's the yeah. um, the you know it, it it. I think there is kind of a public narrative of a David versus Goliath situation between Liverpool and and City. Like City, you expect to do it, but can Liverpool? you know, do this miraculous, yeah. you know, thing, right? And so I understand where, where Pep's coming from. He's just like, you guys are just bored with my success. So you're just like, let's go Liverpool, right? You know? Yeah, uh, you, you want to build your heroes up to knock them down, yeah. media-wise. And yeah, and he's got, um, look, it's fun. He, I think he's about to have a little bit more competition at the top. I'd, I'd, I'd like for more, like, I don't think everybody, get, like, City doesn't get everybody's toughest game. You know, I think that people roll over for City just because you mm-hmm. know that it's coming. And so I, I would like to see that universal villain City have the toughest road where every single of those 38 games, it's like a collective effort for yeah. it not to be City as the, the title holder. You know, not that you try any any less, but it's like they just get a little extra edge. They get a little extra kick. You know, for, what is most likely to be James four and five years Somebody's got to say something, and they got to say it with you with know a, what a little bit of physicality. The more we talk about it, the more I think you're so right. You know, the, Pep's been fighting this narrative for a while, like the impending tidal wave of the Aguero. We cannot replace him. You know, we cannot replace him. Is like, oh, after COVID, we have no money to spend in the transfer market. And just <laughs> time and time again, it's just easy. And you know, you can't conflate any of this with him being a bad coach. But there are just facts right in front of you. If you're the city coach. It's easy getting an incredible team and recycling it and refreshing it. And then Holland is, is uh, no, no exception here. They, they will have the last piece of the infinity stone as if they needed it. Like this, we right. were already touting this as the perfect team. It's like, well, maybe they could use a striker. Yeah. Who's their, who's their leading goal scorer on the year city. Is it De Bruyne? Off the top of my head, I would say Jesus. No chance. I don't feel like he's gotten enough run in the premier league. Hmm. Hmm. We'll go to the tape. Yeah. We'll go to the tape. I'd love to find that out. But Patrick, let's go through the run in real quick. Liverpool down three points and six in goal difference. Uh, They got the FA Cup final this weekend, which means a midweek clash with Southampton. Who should roll over? Uh, And then Wolves at home for the last match week. Who should also roll over? So are you with me on that? Like they've dropped all the points they're going to drop. Yes, yes. And there's a, a major, major threat to Southampton not getting nine put up on them. That, wow. Because Liverpool need to chase a goal differential to make that. Because right now wow, it's Wow, the it, narrative's right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Six Right now points, it's three points, uh, but it's really four points with the, uh, with with the, the goal differential. Right. So if it's four points, you, you're not getting... Ooh, seven yeah. goal difference. Yeah. Yeah, so Liverpool... Has got to make it rain. I mean, they got to win first and foremost, but they got to make it rain. Yeah, so. cut to Southampton. Watch. Watch Southampton out. trudging into the locker room at halftime, four nil down. They're like, "All right, boys, time to turn it on." Like, yeah. we're no, we're not letting this get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing um, the Benderek. 
City, on the other hand, a little more tricky. What is it? West Ham away, who have a very real incentive to try and make Europa League over United. Right. And then Slippy G, Aston Villa. This is going to be his magnum opus. The amount to which Steven Gerrard will care about this game compared to his players is out of control. He might right. read them some Shakespeare before the match. Yeah. Yeah, he, you're just going to... You're just going to be seeing, there's going to be some behind the scene footage of him just walking out and just, and he's going, ale, ale, ale. Just in his, he's going to be, he's going to think he's in his head, but he's going to be doing it out loud. It's, it, he's going to put on, they're going to be two very, very tough outfits. Uh, and yeah, for, for, for West Ham, uh, they close the season away to Brighton. And if they get a point out of this game, they are winning into Europa League. Uh, are they right. not? No, no, no. We'll we'll break that down. Oh, no. We'll break oh, that no. down sequentially. We'll get there. Oh, they need a little more than that. I got it all planned out, Patrick. Um, I kind of just assume United's going to lose. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've got to. You've got to assume. But we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> Stop trying to. You know, I know everyone wants to take shots at the new champs, um, FA Youth oh. Cup and Eredivisie, co co champions with Ajax. So hold your horses, it, guys. Hold your horses. So, Patrick, unless you have another thing, um, A, that's nice, or B, about City or Liverpool, answer my last riddle. It's not really a riddle. It's more of a direct question that I'm curious to get your opinion on. Uh, do you think it's harder to win the Premier League or the Champions League? Um, they're both immensely hard. I would say I would say the Premier League because I think, I mean, certainly at the, at the present time. I'm just, I think what, yeah. what City have... <laughs> What City have done and what Liverpool have remarkably matched or nearly matched is they figured out a formula that's going to win them most of the games. And that plays itself out over the long run, right? Mm -hmm. And in the Champions League, it is, it's, it's a lot more on form. It's a lot more on the day. It's a little bit of matchups. There's, for whatever reason, you know, you, you can – you can call City the uh, the Champions League bottlers if you want. I'm not quite ready yet because uh, they have progressed further in each of the last, was it three seasons now, two seasons than they had before. It's a tough competition, and it's just one game. But over a span, uh, performing, I should say, performing at this level is, what I think, more more impressive than uh, winning the Champions League. If you know If the title winners drop into the, the high 80s, low 90s again, then I think I'd go back to the Champions League. But to sustain this mm -hmm. amongst other competitions, not just from a quality, but mindset, focus, uh, squad depth, there's just there's so many more things that uh, need to go right, I think, for you to win the, uh, for win the Premier League. So that, that's it for me. Yeah. In, as, as easy as City has made it look, uh, it's it's – it's remarkable. They're 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 Mount Rushmore, right? For me, for like you know, team of an era or whatever you want to call it, right? That's just mm. just utter dominance. No, I couldn't agree more. And to me, it's down to two things. One, like you touched on, the pure dominance and just like prevalence of of, of top quality coaches and players in the Premier League. And B, like I hate to use it, but like Real Madrid is like case in point. And like, granted, I, I take nothing away from their you know, never say die attitude and rallying time and time again. But like these boys have been winning on a whole in the knockout rounds, a total of like 30 minutes. And like, <laughs> they've just strung it together and they're in the final and they are like, they are the They are the Kings of the champions league. They're incredible at winning a very tough competition, but like it's catch the right form, go on a fairy tale run and, and you can find yourself there. Premier league. You don't get away with, the table doesn't lie is probably my favorite analogy. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, yeah, you spread it out <laughs> over a long enough time frame, right? You know, you're going to have enough things that, you know, breaks, you know, like, however this um, this title race shakes out, right? Each, you know, whoever loses is going to look at the, look at those points that they lost. And if we got this, if we got that, it could have been ours. I think you could probably look at just as many examples of, well, you did get this, and then you got an extra three points here. You got an extra two points there. So I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna net itself out in the mm -hmm. league, and you're gonna have you know the cream's gonna rise to the top. And right now, as we like to say, it's just a rich, rich cream. 
You know, mm. you're not getting away that half and half. Whip. Full, full, heavy, heavy cream <laughs> at the top of the table. Oh, I'm feeling the cream, Patrick. Okay. Okay. Champions League, a.k.a. the eve of the North London Derby, because it really comes down to Arsenal in fourth place, Spurs in fifth place. Patrick, talk to me. We're on the night of the biggest game of the season for you. It's got to be. Uh, how are we feeling? Where's our head at? Right now it's pretty calm, James, and I know you don't like it, but the reason it's calm yeah. is because we can lose this game yeah. and still con- completely control our, our destiny for top four. Doesn't I will say right. this. I don't think that Arsenal lose this game and then just go, you know what, hump dum dum win the last two games. Right, right? that's what you and I were talking about <laughs> offline. It's like yeah. – it, 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 it's got a little extra sauce yeah. if you suddenly lose to your direct competitor who also happens to be your North London rival who will have a full head of steam, and you're like, oh, now we've just got to go win two of those quote-unquote meaningless games where we got three in a row hung on us like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the you know, pendulum could swing, as it has often done in this, in this fourth-place race, but right now the pressure is solely on, solely on Spurs. I think Arsenal can play a little free. I think Arsenal uh, could even, even, you know, go for, uh, I hope they don't set out like this, but, you know, 0-0-1-1 in the 60th yeah. minute, trot out Rob Holding and secure the bag because a oh. draw a draw is just as good as a win from a securing champion. Well, not just as good, but it's all but secured with a draw yes. as well. So I think that yes. Spurs are going to have to go for it. Um, and, you know, I think that that's not... You know, if Arsenal, I do think they'll play a little conservative. You're probably going to see that uh, El Neni Xhaka double pivot. Uh, so you're you're going to have uh, you know a pretty a pretty tight unit that you're going to have to break down. Uh, when I Spurs like to play a little bit more expansive. I'm interested to see if this game, you know, this game is going to have um, it. It's going to have a little bit of a cup final feel to it. So you know, w- with with these two teams, right? Because just the stakes of the Derby, you know, say what you will about on a Thursday and all the the circumstances surrounding it. But when it got postponed to have it mean as much as it does now, you know, from just kind of the the spectacle of the sport, you you can't ask for much, much Mm -hmm. more. So I'm excited for it. Uh, The nerves haven't quite set in. I'm sure I'm going to start to freak out in the morning Mm. and not be all that productive at work earlier in the day. I'm just waiting for the lineup to drop. But man, it's a it's a cool opportunity for Arsenal, and especially if they're able to get it done, uh, get it done in in. I don't even know what the new stadium's called. Do they still call it White Hart Lane? Do they have a new name? No, for it? The, the the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh great, uh, mm-hmm. we'll call it White Hart Lane. I'll put some respect on it. But they got it five it. of the brightest minds in a room to to come up with that one. <laughs> Daniel Levy, Harry Kane's brother. You done it again. Yeah, uh, Gunnosaurus. I don't know why he's there. Yeah, wasn't we weren't supposed to be here, James? So an opportunity to do it there. Uh, oh man, how sweet that would be! How Patrick, sweet that would be. I've so got it's a, this. It's a one. cool opportunity for me. No, I think you. I think you very much should be the cool cucumber in the room. I'd like to reach out to Thomas. You know, get a quick head check from him. I know for a fact you've both blocked out your calendars appropriately. So uh, yep. fair play, um, Patrick. I've got this one on damn squid alert. I've got this one on damn squid alert for two reasons. Mm. On the Arsenal side of things, you know, you talked about hopefully Arsenal play free, you know, knowing they've got that that advantage. No fucking chance. It's it's going to be calm to bowl season. It's going to be lock it up, tight b-hole. Yeah. Why not even Rob holding 5-3-2 from the start? Like, just kill the game. Kill, kill, mm. kill. And then you can run out of there nil-nil. Um, and the reason why this, this game might play into that game plan for for you guys i'm thinking on the spurs side of things there were their results are so bizarre and and spurs can show up any which way on the day but i feel like they get their best results and put their best conti performances together when they absorb pressure and then strike out mm-hmm. and this is going to be the exact opposite of that and i don't know if the, that like this spurs team has figured out how to play that kind of game yeah it might be too Two teams just kind of um, waiting for the other team to make a mistake, mm-hmm. and, you know. But the thing is, Spurs have to come out of it. They absolutely have to. They, oh, they, they have to come out the gates firing. I just don't think they know how. Right. 
Right. And that's, yeah, that's something Arsenal a lot this year. Not so recently. The craziest thing, James, is Arsenal are, what, are they? have they won? They've won four on the trot now. And all none of these games have been convincing performances. I'm it's glad just a, it's a it's a brilliant string of results, but they're kind of all over the place performances. So I don't expect a great bit of Arsenal football. They've had some good moves in these performances, but they've been they've been nervy. It, it, almost, it looks like they know what's at stake, and it's 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 causing some things to tighten up. You're just gonna get. You know, are you going to get lightning in a bottle when you put those two ingredients together between Spurs, Arsenal, North London, Derby, the Champions League stakes? Totally, James. I could see that 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 playing out is just a, you know, really not much in the game, and like you know, you're you're talking like two three chances of a ball fizzing across the the six where someone's four yards away from mm-hmm. it. And you're like, oh, what could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which suits Arsenal, so I'm 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 here for that. Without, I mean, it's going to be a tense ninety either way, unless one team just bangs in a few goals and runs away with it. Uh, a goal would do this game a world of good in early from a neutral perspective. Oh yeah, an early goal, I think, could set in a string where you you lose that um, composure to a degree, and then it's just the emotions, the vibes are on. I expect a lot of cards, like you said. I expect a lot of shit housery. Oh yes, um, I would guarantee Aaron Ramsdale gets himself booked if Arsenal are in a <laughs> in a in a point a position where they're taking points. There's zero chance. Um, like you said, the common bowl doesn't come out uh, of Arsenal, but if Spurs got the the lead, you know, killing off a game, Arsenal's not good at breaking people down either. So Spurs Spurs will do just the same, I think, mm-hmm. to kill off the game if they're able to strike. Yeah, uh, which they're certainly capable of doing. It's an intriguing uh, they, one. Yeah. It's an yeah. intriguing one. Um, for some reason, tense. for some reason, in my mind, I can only see nil nil. I, you don't I, see anything. Yeah. No, I can really just see nil nil, and obviously I'll go and get proven wrong tomorrow. But how are you feeling? What's your score, Preto? <sighs> that I was, I was thinking, I was thinking one one. Uh, I think there's a penalty in this game. I think that there's mm. absolutely a penalty in this game, uh, and I think that the. I, I just don't see, really, either team. To be honest with you, having the conviction. Uh, not, not, I guess the, the conviction might be the wrong word, uh, but I, I think Arsenal will try to hold what they have, and what they have is an advantage in the table. Uh, right. And I, I don't. I don't really rate Spurs to like really, really break down Arsenal that much. So zero zero one one. I'd be shocked if we're getting anything other than like you know a two one is probably about as crazy as I could see this game getting. Uh, Right, you know, I I really don't see a route no, or Sp- high scoring I, back and forth. I as, don't see either of those. As impressive as Spurs was against Liverpool, it was an entirely different kind of game with different stakes and and oh, sort of yeah. So they play that game. It's a fifty-fifty possession, zero shots on target, zero-zero draw. Right, they do that against Arsenal. And we when you said that. red card guaranteed, my brain went straight to oh, who's the ref here? I type in Spurs versus Arsenal referee Craig Pawson, followed by top story. Ex-FIFA official has major concern as Tottenham versus Arsenal referee news confirmed. Craig Pawson, <laughs> man. Like, how, how is he getting this game? Uh, I, I guess the good one I saw, you know, who are the good ones? Michael Oliver, Anthony Mason. I, I think they both had games today. They're dealing with a title race, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Anyway, Anthony Taylor did have a big job. Any ways. Gave Mike Dean Everton <clears throat> to Watford. God's way out. Godspeed, Patrick. Yeah. Godspeed. We'll check in next awesome. week, obviously, for the final stretch. But uh, quick word on Europa Conference League. Why not? West Ham have a very real chance of pipping United to sixth. This is a reality I've adjusted to mentally. Uh, so here's how it has to go. You assume, okay, standings. Okay, United on 58 points, 37 played, one game left. West Ham on 55. Right. Correct, away to Palace. West Ham, two games to play, three points below them on 55. Now, West Ham, first, they have to host City. Let's, for the sake of argument, assume they lose against City. A win against Brighton away and United losing to Crystal Palace would see them do it. Yep. Let's see them do it. United yeah, goal differential. Assume yep. they lose to City. United just needs to get something from the Crystal Palace game, just just something, and it's it's a done deal. Now that looks so far from the truth. 
uh, from, from a possibility. But get anything out of the City game, and then it does get real spicy. It does get real spicy because West Ham have the upper hand on the goal difference as well. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping for a United rolls out a decent amount of youth that in turn kind of inspires the senior players and we get a win, maybe even a draw, and we just find ourselves in that Europa League. But Conference League would be the most ultimate fitting end to the season that as a it lover, would, a lover of fit. poetry, I cannot deny. I cannot deny the players the opportunity. So thoughts and prayers go up. Um, I've done, and I know you've been in this exact position as an Arsenal fan from our, you know, from our many banter, bantering back and forth. I was talking to Thomas today and I was genuinely laying out the argument for why the Europa League was so beneficial that I fully mind effed myself into thinking this is the best possible thing. You see, I think depend if, if if what you're looking to do is like you know cultivate some youth to see if they could be first team players in two to three years. Uh, Europa League's fantastic. You're going to get ten to twelve games, really be able to get that done. Uh, but if United have you know illusion of competing for Champions League next year and they're still trying to sort out their identity, it could be a huge distraction. It could really leave the squad thin. Uh, again, I think I think. Uh, the the biggest the biggest thing Arsenal's had in their favor this year is no European football. I think it's been a massive. I don't think we'd be where we are today without it. You know, so yeah, if you, you can't donkey yourself out of the Conference League altogether. But yeah, there's certainly certainly some value in Europa League. I mean, you, you, you get to end the season on a win. I would tell you it'd be great since you like poetry. If United lose this game two to one, they will finish uh, with a goal differential of zero. 58 goals it's for, 58 it's like, goals against. Then it's like the season points. never happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a completely negative. The tri- Just wipe it the out. Triple 58. Yeah. Triple 58 <laughs> hasn't happened since 85, James. Uh, so it's, it's something we're looking forward to. Uh, triple 58 watch. You don't see it Perfect. often. You know? Perfect. All right. Well, let's peer on down to the bottom of the glass. And there's some things Yee. floating around in there you haven't seen for a while. Uh, Norwich and Watford. Absolute cucks of the Premier League, locked in. Like, they, they ruined the Premier League. Just bounce it. Like a goddamn boomerang. Oh, I thought I sent you away. It's yeah. like a, okay, a verbal meme. The Office, Dwight looks over his shoulder. It's Angela. And then written in is Norwich Watford. It's like, fuck. Yeah, you just you got to recycle that one every other year with, uh, what would it be? Fulham's down there now. Fulham. Sheffield, uh, maybe. But if Sheffield come back, uh, I don't know who's in the. Uh, yeah. I don't know Sheffield can. Who's the second team? Was it Luton? Fulham, oh, Brentford. Uh, sorry, no, Bournemouth. Bournemouth is a classic. They're coming back up. It's, oh, are they? That's yeah, great. We just want some fresh blood. Ooh, and Eddie Howe. Uh, Eddie Reunion. Howe will be live, yeah. Scott Parker, actually, the Bournemouth manager. So. Well, no, I'm just, well Eddie Howe's in the, in the league again. No, I know. Former but um, Bournemouth manager. Oh, Scott I'm, Parker. I'm saying Fulham. a familiar face. Oh wow! Formerly, like a, formerly of Fulham is now at Bournemouth. Wow! Uh. Um, and then we get to see uh, living proof as to why Ivan Tony wasn't that good this year. When uh, what's his name? Is it Milivojevic? Mitrovic. Mitrovic comes up and just puts up like four goals on the year after just <laughs> dusting the championship for like fifty. It's what he does. <laughs> it's what he does. Mitrovic is Fulham encapsulated in a player. When you think I feel about like it, he couldn't even get a run in in the squad last year. Oh, every time I watch, he's coming on as a sub. Yeah, but anyway, James, he looks so out yeah. of shape. He Back saves his best form for the championship. Clowns, Watford, Norwich, uh, they what twenty three and twenty one points respectively. They don't belong here. We've known this for months. Well, Norwich a, genuinely beginning of the season. These were uh, like universally agreed upon. These two teams are going down. The third one's up for grabs mm-hmm. since the, before the season started. Yeah, there's nothing like throwing out the surprise us, shock the world, and neither of them answered the bell. They didn't even try. <laughs> I was uh, they Norwich has given up 78 goals, James. 78 goals. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, Leeds chasing them down though, and maybe it's a perfect time to talk about Leeds. 
Patrick, I, uh, you know, we left him out of the, uh, we left him out of the conversation a little too long and, and they, they got jealous. They wanted to be a part of it. And now after firing Bielsa, when they were at 16th, they are now in the drop zone. It's a very, very real reality they're facing. And we always thought it was going to be between Burnley and, and the shit show that is Everton. But, um, after a quick run of results for the two of them, it's not over by any means, but Leeds has really made this their own, their own mess. Yeah, it's it's not good, James. Uh, and I think the thing that's the most not good uh, is both Burnley and and points. You know, we're at the bottom of the table, James. Points are hard to come by. Uh, both both Burnley and Everton have a game in hand uh, over over Leeds as it stands right now. Uh, for Leeds. They got Brighton and Brentford, so mm-hmm. mid-table sides. You can't really rate them to get a result, can you? But maybe it's like, you know, that's Patrick, possible. That Brighton game, I'm circling it. It's my game of the week this week. Leeds Is that a must-win for you? Leeds at home to Brighton, must-win. It's their last game at home. They are, like, the crowd means so much to these players. Like, yeah. if they're going to get points, they're going to do it. Uh, incredible crowd. It's real old school. It's yeah. real old school. They yelled at Mateo Kovacic for coming off on a real injury, thinking he was faking it. Yeah. Like, selling the fake so hard that he subbed himself off. They right. were giving him hell. And I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, I missed that. That's <laughs> great to see. Game's back. The game is not dead after all. Um yeah, they've they've really shot themselves in the foot. They had a nice little bounce back when Jesse Marsh came in. Most notably, I think about that freak win. Anything Leeds does is freakish, one way or another. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. So I think about that Wolves win they pulled out, and that felt like a oh we're safe moment. But injuries, they've got crazy injuries. No no Luke Ailing, Stuart Dallas, ba- uh, Bamford. Well, Alien and Dan James are now suspended for the rest of the season. So yeah, combined remarkable. injuries with these ins- with these nutso red cards, just zero bottle bottle out the door. The Luke Alien one was they were both in the first half of games, weren't they? Yeah, like twenty less than thirty minutes into both of those games, shocking, mm-hmm. shocking challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you know, both of those games were they uh, were they out of reach? You know, maybe, but you know, it was just, you know, it's it's like you said, the table never lies. These teams are effectively begging to be relegated, and the universe is complying. Yeah, they're the opposite of Burnley, who are like buckle down and shit house a result. Leeds are like, we're on ecstasy in a nightclub, and we're trying to find the exit door. <laughs> like, we have yeah. we have no it's control over our limbs. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I kind of go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 you go. I was gonna say I kind of think Everton are are clear. Everton, they got feels that uh, way, doesn't it? It does, right? They're they're two points clear. <laughs> Patrick of Leeds. Lampard had one of those moments where I just picture him smiling, and then the the, the <laughs> real time, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Should not have said that. Where he said uh, it was a good result drawn against Watford today. He was like, good result on the night because <laughs> Chelsea beat Leeds. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a point game. Oh Not too God. Lost. Oh God. Uh, no. No. But really, you got me. Got me fighting for every point this week. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That no. Was, no. James, that was one of my. Um, I tried to do it soft to control it. One of my better British accents I've done on the show. Yeah. You just have to be so quiet that it's hard to tell. You can't really yeah. make it out. Exactly. So yeah, Everton with um, Brentford and Palace. Not easy games. Uh, you don't hate those. No, you don't hate those. Uh, and then Arsenal to close it. So that one is one that we've circled for a while that it would be real nice if both teams needed something, right? If the if the business wasn't settled by the end from a neutral perspective. Way to, yeah, way to take the neutral perspective there. Yeah. You really left yourself out of it. Nice. No, yeah. I, I want it settled tomorrow, James. I want it <laughs> over. I'm done with this. I wasn't prepared for Champions League fight. All the years I have been prepared for it, I've been let down. My hopes are up. I want it over mm. in a good way. Mm. But that game is is one that I think is um, <laughs> that's game that's match week 30, 38 game of the 
Well, probably not. You got title up for grabs maybe as well. So it's probably not the game of the week. But it's a close one if that's the case. Uh, but Brentford's a tough out. Uh, so Leeds, Leeds share that game with them. They also have Brentford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got Bright. I just I find it hard to believe Leeds win one of those games. What's going to need to happen, right? Because Leeds' goal differential is atrocious. So they need one more point, right? Yeah. They need to win one of those games and Everton lose out or win and draw. And that allows Everton... Mm-hmm. One draw from those three, so it just it just doesn't I think, seem like Leeds is catching. Yeah, I think Everton's done just enough. Their only hope is going to be Burnley, who, with their most recent loss against Aston Villa, might indicate the uh, new manager new manager bounce is yeah. is starting to kind of trickle down to a to a quiet. So yeah. that is, They're, I mean, yeah, for, Burnley's level on points. Uh, they do have a massive goal differential lead, so they're effectively a point clear and and an extra game to play. Right, so yeah. uh, they got a game uh, against Spurs, who I suppose the, what happens in the North London Derby might might dictate kind of what kind of Spurs you get in the subsequent game. Uh, Burnley have Spurs, Villa, and Newcastle to close out their business. So you probably chalk Spurs up as a loss. And again, these are games where <laughs> a point can go a real long way. You can see Burnley losing three on the trot, and then a draw for Leeds sees them stay up. So that I think it is between Burnley and Leeds at this point. Uh, I'm not ready 100%. You know, I, I, I want to keep hope in my heart that Everton are still in this as a relegation team. And, I mean, really what that's going to take is just Leeds to go beat Brighton. That's it. And then it's yeah. game back on Yeah, for everything, I think. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I am going to, you know, I've I've – to the detriment of the pod, I've left Leeds out of the discussion for so long, and now they really are at the center. And the man at the center, Patrick, old old Jesse Marsh, I I actually do genuinely like him. Yeah, like unironically, yeah. I like I listen to him in interviews, and he seems like a good guy. And I also genuinely want USA coaches to break into the Premier League. That said, great for the brand. I I read it would be great for the brand. I read his interviews, and I'm just like, oh man. Like, some of the things that come up here, like, okay, so here's one article I plucked out. Uh, Marsh, having already used the teachings of Gandhi on his players, admits he frequently seeks inspiration from 52 articles, little excerpts from books, and hundreds of quotes that I use at different moments to motivate my players. It's not, it's not what you want to hear when things aren't going well. That's a great story for when things are going well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He told BBC Radio Leeds he's used the sayings of former U.S. presidents, basketball legend Michael Jordan, and Mother Teresa in his armory of verbal incentivization. James, I'm lost. I'm lost. I can't. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, look, I get it, you know. Um, but I kind of feel like those are some of the things that you just want to. Well, I guess there's only two ways to do it. Either lean all the way in as he's doing it. And just you, you know, just become the quote guy. Yeah, it's just they ask you a simple question and you respond. You know, a man convinced against his will is from the same opinion still. And then you answer the question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's Ben Franklin. Uh huh. James, uh, it's a great one. Former U.S. president. Yep. <laughs> the the first uh, of his kind. And then you have the other way is just you you do that, but it's kind of more subtle. And you're like, man, this person's yeah. just profound. Yeah, if Patrick. The quote guy. Go one of two ways. I prefer the profound way, James. Um, I, I, I completely agree. I think you get one, maybe two times a season where you can pull a quote and be like, that was Gladiator Boys. And they're like, fuck yeah. Or you risk becoming the quote guy and all of a sudden it just loses its luster. Well, then you just have to be like that guy. You have to have a yeah. quote for literally everything. And it has to be oh, you know, off the cuff, witty. It's got to be perfect. It's you're, a, you're asking a lot of yourself to be the quote guy. It's a slippery slope to Mike McCarthy over at the Cowboys and Mojo Mondays, where he pulls up clips of Austin Powers. Jesus. Yeah. It's That's a slippery great. slope. Uh, okay. Freak of the week, Patrick. Uh, do, do you want to go first? I, I want to give you unbridled yeah. choice of freak. Yeah, I kind of lumped a few together. I'm yeah, just going, I do have I'm, two. Yeah, I'm just going West Ham. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, as a whole. So, uh, three things. It's a freak trifecta. 
Uh, first is David Moyes uh, booting the ball <laughs> in the Europa League semifinal at the ball kid. Uh, and then following it up. So first, first, you know, ridiculous show of frustration mm-hmm. uh, from from him. Uh, hilarious, relatively harmless. You know, let's get on with it. All well and good. But just I think he said he, he thought it was a good hit, too. Yeah, he said he said he, you know he's sorry that he did it, but uh, the, the, she left it for me right up on the volley or That's something. That's amazing. Effect. That's incredible. And it's just for me any sense of you know oh like you know take the high horse you shouldn't be doing out the window. Just too good of a quote. Excused. Uh, so no. freak number one there. The second one, Declan Rice shouting corruption in the tunnel, and then later going on to Twitter and just saying heat of the moment. They got smashed. Uh, yeah, and no, and and you know, Stonewall red card uh, to to Cresswell was it in that game? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, last but not least, the front office, uh, in an effort to keep Declan Rice in house, they offered him an eight year contract today. Eight years. It's incredible for a guy who wants to leave. It's incredible. It's like, hey, Just offer him the same amount of money over four and see if that works. I know you've been ruining your career so far. How'd you like <laughs> to ruin it forever? I think West Ham fans might take a little exception <laughs> to, to stifling. Ruining is the yeah. wrong word. Stifling. I mean, I'll say this: if it, come if to the United, tag, you'll play in the same tournament and just make more money. They were the the early reports, which you know, who's to say? Uh, once a player starts demanding out, what the actual the cost will be? But they're saying they're wanting one fifty for them. Jesus, I mean, who's good, paying good that? on you, uh, Chelsea. I don't know. New owner just being like, "Hey, yeah, yeah. flex, no problem." Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I think he'll go um, to Chelsea. Yeah, I think I, I I just think he's at Chelsea next year. I, I don't really even think it's a, a story, uh, to be honest with you, because I think he just kind of forces a move. Yeah, and, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. West Ham really gets to set the price here. Yeah, I agree. It, it depends anyway, yeah. how much of a shithead he wants to be, but that's great, Patrick. Triple three, triple three, three. all aimed at the same target. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I'll give they you. They earned it. They they really did. For different reasons. I'll give you two quick hitters here. Uh, we talked about this one offline. I just love it so much. Roy Hodgson in the game that effectively got Watford relegated against Crystal Palace. Takes a lap of honor in front of the Palace fans at Selhurst Park. Uh, but forgets the Watford fans. They asked him about it after the match. He goes, oh, they were just so far away. And it's like, yeah. We've seen him ping a pass. We know it's not a fitness thing. I know. He's got it. Well, he's... You know, he's the only guy who could play up fitness because he really looks like the Crypt Keeper at this point. But, yeah, it's not great. So, Watford fans must be down bad. They're like, we really sent it on this guy. There's, there's zero chance he's the guy in the in the championship. He was just here to do a... a no, job. they already hired their next quotes. No, okay. Sorry, yeah, they, yeah. they hired, yeah, their, their next coach. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, James, you want to tell the fans... Um, how good of an idea it is just to have some guy in a placeholder position. No, you, you, you tell. Oh, I thought, I thought you'd be better suited for that. Uh, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Hmm. You just, you just, you just have a way with words, James, that I don't, I think it's the, I think it's the British. You want to hear about an interim manager? You have a more, you have a deeper familiarity with the language dating back centuries. Yeah. I just don't share. Lesson number two. Keep them wanting more. Patrick, my second freak of the week is farting or farting in general. Uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a Lyon player, Brazilian defender by the name of Marcelo, who, um, according to reports, got cut from the team just for farting at inopportune, non-ideal times when the coach was, was giving <laughs> speeches to the team in the locker room or the captain didn't like it too much, Janinho. Um so he would fart and then laugh at his own fart and distract <laughs> other players. And he got cut from the team. <laughs> so next time you think you're just going to, you know, let a little squeaker out, a little SBD, just know your job's on the line. And there is yeah. precedent. Keep a close eye on the mute button for those of you working remotely. Yeah. Marcus Alonso literally killed someone. Marcelo cut from the team for farting. Spot the game's gone. Spot the crime. Game's gone, James. <laughs> Patrick, huge beast of the week. Uh, I got two. One's quick. Erling Holland, literally huge beast, coming to City. He's large. So yeah. yeah, he's just large. He's just a large man. Um, second one, Camilla Cabello 
headlining Ooh. the Champions League final. Havana Unana. Wow. Yeah. We're all winners for that one. Yeah. She's in the building. Did you just hear that? <laughs> lucky lucky boy. She's sitting right next to me. What's that? No, no. We'll get dinner after this. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, James. Why don't we wrap up so you can go get dinner with Camilla Cabello. We're going to Dave's Hot Chicken. Oh God, yeah, that's good. All right, my uh, I got two two huge beasts of the week. Two huge uh, beasts of coaches that have uh, just beastly resumes uh-huh. that I want to acknowledge. Uh-huh. Uh, so one, Carlo Ancelotti, uh, Don Carlo, as you would have seen him in the parade mm. with the stunner shades and the mm. cigar, has now won the domestic title in all five of the, the, you know, the big five Europe, European leagues. And also, uh, he already has the joint record for most champion league wins with his appearance, mm. his fifth appearance. He is now the single uh, uh, record holder, I suppose you'd say, uh, for most Champions League appearances at five. So huge beast, Carlo Ancelotti. And then another one, James, lest we forget... About the special one, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, into we love, a we love conference them. league final has a chance to be the only manager to do the European treble, and who who better to have a title who? that is relatively meaningless to the elite managers, but so meaningful to him. He shed a tear on his way to the final. Oh, and we talked about it on one of the uh, the group chats, but. When he's not your manager, when he's not causing your team harm, yeah, he's a net benefit for the game, and we're rooting for him. Yeah, when he's not calling everyone in your locker room a virus, he he's very fun. <laughs> he's very fun to root for. <laughs> I'll tell you, his post mortem about United is aging like fine wine. Yeah, so who's who? Maybe maybe he was right. He didn't help. Time. He was dead. He was dead on. He didn't help anything. But yeah, I mean, we love him when he's not at the team, Patrick. And uh, he will be, he could be, I think we're all, I think we're all team AS Roma. I forget who they're playing. Feyenoord. Um, Feyenoord. Yep. They should get the dub there. Um, Patrick, he will be the inaugural winner. Yep. He would be. I'm just trying to figure out when it is, when the actual, uh, the final (laughs) is. It's the 20, the 25th of May. So we'll go. Oh, that's brilliant. So we'll get the the Conference League final. The following day will be the Europa League final. And then we got the... It's fantastic. Usually Sunday. It's usually, it's usually Sunday or is it Saturday? Saturday. Usually Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Usually yeah. Saturday. It'll be Saturday, right? Yeah. So four days, three Euro, European finals in... James, we're kicking it off in just two weeks' time. Absolutely fantastic, Patrick. I can't wait. I can't bloody wait. Goal of the week. Who we got in the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. European... Who, who's in the Europa final? Rangers. Frankfurt. Rangers, Rangers, yeah, Rangers, that's, that's the right. that's the one to watch for all our that's a good one for well. all our friends north of the border. Goal week, James. I'm going with uh, KDB's third mm. today. The left footed Thunderbolt um, legend has it. His dad wouldn't let him kick the ball in the yard because he was killing all the flowers with his right foot. So he started training with the left foot in the flower assassin himself. Got it done. Yeah. No. What a rip. Like, what was it, 20 yards? The ball didn't come more than three feet off the ground. Perfect oh, shot. Daisy cutter. Is he? Is he have the best technique in the world? I feel like he very rarely, you know, plays plays a, a poor ball. And they're often dangerous. Yeah, I think you got to put him up in that Modric category, you know? Or One of like, few. Yeah. The uh, the Javis and the Iniestas. The tech, the tech beasts. But World class. Yeah, Patrick, it's my goal of the week, too. It's my goal of the week, too. I was thoroughly impressed. I almost unfairly docked KDB because it was poorly captured on the first camera go-around. It was... I I think you phrased it very well. It was the third camera trying to weave a narrative, and, oh, there goes a goal. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold that against him. I just, I just, you know, that's one for the NBC studios. Yeah, they're overdoing Pep Cam and Klopp Cam right now, just a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we know, yeah, we, we know, we, 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 we know what's going on. We understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe what? What's an what's an appropriate amount of times to cut to the manager in a important game? 
I think number of times. I don't know I if I can like, quantify. I think it's okay. Hawkeye after a moment that does not go their way, like a big moment, red card, crucial injury, conceding yeah. a goal. Just train that camera on Pep. You'll get gold. But mm-hmm. don't do it when you're 2-1 up, out for a throw-in, and the ball's back in play. Then you're just, you know, it's like shake it more than three times. You're playing with yourself. Maybe that's mm. the rule. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That's the first thing I learned in, in broadcast journalism school. Mm-hmm. Minimize the cuts. Minimize the cuts. Makes them more mm. impactful. It's like, it's like the same quote guy rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Less is more. That's a quote, James. Right. <laughs> District. I don't know. I don't know who said. Um, <laughs> speaking of less is more, James, we're just going to breeze through this. Locke uh, got Brighton away to Leeds. I'm just bet. I'm in a bet against Leeds mode right now. I think they're a dumpster fire. They're missing players due to injury. The red cards. They just seem to can't. They they can't get out of their own way. And Brighton are fighting for their best ever Premier League season, which we make fun of the whatever category, but there's. There's significant things mm-hmm. to play for. There in, is significance in there. In there. Yeah. You know, for, 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 for these squads. We touched on Southampton. Um, They're almost there. That's right. They've almost done it. They've almost done it. Uh, got two meatballs for you, James. Uh, one, I got Palace at plus 255 over Villa. Uh, I, I think Palace is pretty good, and Villa's kind of hit or miss for me, so I think that's worth a shot. Ooh. And, James, I'm backing my boys in the big game. Arsenal, plus 230. Uh, not even getting in the emotional hedge territory. Just riding the wave. Let's seal it. That's huge. Plus 230 in the wow. North London Derby. Wow. As a meatball. As a meatball. I think it's a lot. I'm getting a little cockiness. Be... Getting a little cockiness. Yeah. An air yeah. of confidence from you that is undeserved. But I like it. Undeserved. That's rich. That's rich. You're going to hear me talk <laughs> my shit very soon, James. But for now, I remain composed. <laughs> the donkey this week, James. Liverpool need it. Southampton can provide. Over four and a half goals for Liverpool mm-hmm. with plus 700. So I'm eating there. Southampton is the king of the rollover teams. I yep. love that. And Liverpool that. need it bad. They've got, you know, they, they just, they didn't really get what they wanted against Villa. Klopp yeah. was, you know, you could see before they got the winner, Klopp was crafting the narrative with the fourth mm-hmm. official and mm-hmm. the, the sarcastic smile was going, right? So they're due for just a let the steam out game. Oh, of all, that, the, yeah. of all the Klopp cuts, the rye dumb face smile after slightly, conceding a goal is is the best look in all sports the mouth slightly ajar yeah he's like yeah. i can't fathom how this possibly just happened right yeah <laughs> it's like dude you play with both your center backs you know 20 yards inside the halfway yeah. line all game you're gonna get caught out every now and again why the just fuck are happen. these spurs defenders clearing our crosses <laughs> Oh, you're going to have a field day with that one for a while. I, I'm you? enjoying it. I, Patrick, Patrick, I'm over it's here. It's good. It's good. I'm over here celebrating Dutch titles. You think I'm not going to have a pop at Liverpool? Come off it. Come off it. We're having a good end of the season over here. Everything's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Prem de la Prem, good as ever, isn't it, Patrick? We I'll are say. excited to see how this season wraps up. We'll come back again for a last match week preview and then we're going to do a little special award show aren't we to wrap it all up once the dust has settled and mm-hmm. go into a long gone summer yeah yeah it's going to be nice we're going to do gonna real nice yeah big things coming big things into works we're not going to you know we've overpromised before and now we're just going to leave little hazy teasers out there to things that we'd like to do over the summer and that you should all be excited for Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait to tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. Patrick, who won? Chuck or Kenny? Uh Chuck. All right. Team Chuck. You heard it here first. Prem de la Prem. Love you guys. We will catch you next week. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life. But this whole rivalry thing might have started to really click into gear. Uh, do you think Klopp and Pep realized how embarrassing it was to be hugging and complimenting each other in a title race that's going to the last day?
I'm just so glad it's over, James. <laughs> Fucking Leo. He just had to go off. I'm going to be at well, that Well, yeah, there's an net point for you there. Leo, please, bud. You're so quiet. Did Katie so go back long. to New York? Yeah, she's been in New York since yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll lead you back in. Yeah. Okay, he's, he's now just growling. We're good. He's going to settle. It's just it's just somebody walking outside or car door shutting. <laughs> it's, it's unsetting. It's not it's not a podcaster's dream. I'll tell you that. 